Are the Minnesota Wilds going to continue to roll with Nick Bugstad as their fourth-line center? Plus, who are some of the best duos in the NHL? The Minnesota Wild have a couple that could qualify. We'll look at that and some notes ahead of tonight's matchup against Ottawa today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever. You listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at a roster move that may stick for the Minnesota Wilds as they uh, brought Nick Bugstead back into the lineup in his return to action, paying immediate dividends on a struggling fourth line. So we'll look at the merits of uh, either player between Bugstead and Sturm in the center spot. We'll also take a look at a couple of dominating duos that might just be some of the best in the NHL. And we'll get you ready for tonight's matchup against the Ottawa Senators on the road. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the show and veteran Minnesota sports content producer. Happy to be along with you on a Tuesday edition of the show, gearing up for a matchup tonight against an Ottawa Senators team that is Shorthanded, to say the least. But before we talk about that, wanted to circle back to an interesting development in uh, the Wilds' win against Edmonton. We saw Nick Bugstad make his return to the lineup, and we saw Nico Sturm get scratched. Healthy scratch for the first time this season. And uh, for Nico, he... Had really not been uh, chipping in in the points category much at all here recently. And you look at what happened throughout the game. I mean, Dewar and uh, Duhame both score. Bugstead with two assists. So at that point, you kind of think, okay, maybe this is uh, just what the uh, the fourth line needed. And it brings up this in- more interesting point. In what do you do with the fourth line uh, once the season is over. I mean, Sturm is uh, a potential free agent that could leave at the end of the season. Uh, Well, he is a free agent. He could potentially leave at the end of the season. Is probably going to be making a little more money than the Wild would be comfortable giving him. But uh, just looking at the numbers as well, I mean, it has been... uh, been a really cold stretch for uh, for Nico, who uh, has scored just one goal. Well, he scored one goal in February, but just has one point. And uh, if you look at what he has done, you know, over the uh, the last handful of games, he uh, he had the three point game against Montreal, but um, followed that up the next night with a the next game with a goal against the Blackhawks. He has not had a point in uh, five consecutive games that he has played. That includes the Winnipeg, both Winnipeg games, the Carolina, Detroit, and Florida games. 
has uh, has not registered a point, and in that stretch only has three shots. And so I think the Wild looked at it from this perspective. You've got the Kaprizov line continuing to do their thing, and Zuccarello and Kaprizov continuing to just be just this insane pairing. And, you know, Hartman has uh, has had his production dip a little bit, but I think we see that line continuing to be successful, and so you don't really – you don't really do anything with it because if those two guys are able to continue the scoring production that they have, and then it's hard to uh, it's hard to justify splitting that up. I mean, maybe you end up making it better if you uh, if you throw in a different center. But uh, anyway, that that line is producing the Fiala Boldy. And uh, Goudreau line is um, I, I forget exactly which commenter, but uh, somebody on YouTube commenting on one of the previous Locked on Wild episodes, calling them the BFF line, which I think is sensational. So we're going to go with that. But shout out to the original source, um, wh- whichever video that uh, that came from uh, for that. So uh, the BFF line continuing to be dominant. And, you know, the third line, they're not, they're not scoring, but they're continuing to be just this, this menace um, defensively to where they uh, they are producing on the other end of the ice when they're out there. And so all of those lines are doing their thing. And it gets to that fourth line. And uh, the production just uh, kind of went super quiet for uh, for all of those guys. And as much as this is trying to... Um, trying to kind of jolt the production of those uh, those bottom line guys, I think it also is an endorsement of what we have seen from Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar in just two guys that are going to work extremely hard and um, they're going to be you know physical out there on the ice and they're going to really, really be... They're going to be good energy guys that uh, that Dean Evason can use. Uh, And so maybe not being looked to score as much as they are to just win you puck battles and to, um, you know, to help out in other ways. But it was the same story with uh, with Duhame before the Edmonton game. He had an he had a goal against the Islanders and then an assist against the Blackhawks and then had gone completely quiet up until the uh, the Edmonton game and for Connor Dewar he uh, he had done the exact same so that entire line had been very quiet for the um, the last handful of games and so you know to see Nick Bugstad come in and immediately give them a jolt I think it maybe was a message sent by Dean Evison to look if you guys aren't going to perform um, we're going to uh, we're going to try some different things, and it looks as though for tonight's game, the Wild are going to stick with that combo um, to uh, try to keep that line rolling, and uh, and rightfully so. Now it's possible Sturm plays because, uh, according to Michael Russo, there is a question with uh, one of the other forwards on the team. Didn't see the name as to who that involves, so Sturm might end up playing anyway, but. 
it looks like we may have an answer, at least at this point. And I know it's two games, or it's one game so far. We might have an answer as to what the plan is for Nico Sturm going forward. Because, you know, I think if you sit Duhame or Dewar, maybe that answers a question as kind of where they fit in for the uh, the rest of the season. But um, if Bukestad comes in and he's able to just feed off of these two guys, then you ride with it and you just 100% let them do their thing. And if that line continues to kind of pull back to where it was earlier in the season, makes this team even deeper deeper and uh, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see we'll talk about it uh, as we preview the uh, the matchup against the senators here tonight we'll talk about some of the things to watch and that fourth line is definitely one of the keys because the senators team is going to be shorthanded coming into this game so we will uh, we'll talk about that we will also talk about the two dynamic duos that the wild have seen on just a torrid pace over the uh, the last several weeks, we'll talk about uh, Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy, Matt Zuccarello, and Kirill Kaprizov on the Tuesday special here on Lockdown Wild. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of it at betonline.net, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. For your next listen today, make sure to check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with anal- analysis from our local experts. Locked on Now is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, and since it is February 22nd, 2222, we're talking about duos, best duos in the NHL. And you've got the obvious choices here uh, in some of the best from around the league. And, uh, you know, you've obviously got McKinnon and Rantanen in Colorado. You've got McDavid and Dreisaitl in uh, Edmonton. But Wild have two pretty good ones here in uh, in Minnesota that we've had a chance to watch over the course of the season. I'm, of course, talking about Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello to start, and then also Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy. Now, with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, we've seen it for the entire season, and just look at the proje- uh, production that these guys are having. Kaprizov on pace for 108 points, 40 goals. So he's on pace to shatter the all-time points record in a season for the Minnesota Wild. And he's going to get close to the all-time goals in a season record for the Minnesota Wild as well. 
But Matt Zuccarello is having a season that is right around as impressive as what Kirill is doing. If you look at Zuccarello's latest projected numbers, 72 games, he's projected for 30 goals, 61 assists, 91 points in 72 games. If he played those same 80 that uh, Kaprizov did, you might have 100-point teammates on that same line. There are not two better players that you'll find in the NHL in terms of, uh, of chemistry on the ice and just the number of times that they find each other for goals or, or vice versa. It's just it's a combo that just completely outworks you, and they're getting better as the season goes along. I mean, Zuccarello's numbers so far in the month of February, he's 12 points, four goals and eight assists, and has only been held scoreless in one game. That was that uh, shutout against the Winnipeg Jets, obviously. But other than that, he has had a goal or an assist. He's had multi-points in uh, all but one of those uh, February games other than the shutout. So he's getting rolling and continuing what was just a sensational January as well with 16 points in January. And then you look at Kaprizov, and he's doing the exact same thing. 10 points for Kaprizov in February. Uh, he has a goal or an assist in all but the uh, the Winnipeg game. And 16 points in January for him. So 2022 is just a full sprint for Kaprizov and for Zuccarello. And then you have the other duo that this wild team has seen come into fruition this season of Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy. And Fiala is on pace for a 70-point season now in 82 games. Just under 30 goals with 28 and 42 assists is uh, is what his pace is for this season. That would be a career high. So for all the talk that there was about Fiala kind of getting off to a slow start, he has found some life in his uh, in his game with his new line mate, uh, Mr. Matt Boldy. Uh, 12 points for Capri or for Fiala in January. Eight points so far in February. And, of course, you've got Matt Boldy who has 16 points in his first 16 NHL games. Uh, he has uh, seven points so far in the month of February. And line chemistry, line chemistry, line chemistry for, uh, for those two guys. Uh, similar to what we see with Kaprizov and Zuccarello where they just are relentless and they have a real knack of just knowing where the other line mate is going to be, finding them and capitalizing on it. And so you talk about the best duos in the NHL on this uh, 2-22-22 day. The Wild have two of them, and uh, hoping that they will continue to keep it rolling here uh, throughout the, uh, the rest of the season. Now, as for duos throughout Wild history... That is a little bit more tricky to come up with. And so a challenge for listeners, if you have a particular duo throughout Wild History that, uh, that stands out to you, leave it in the comments or, uh, or hit us up on Twitter to, uh, to let us know. And we'll circle back to this for uh, tomorrow's episode uh, just to see some of the duos that we come up with 
throughout wild history. But um, as of right now, we got two pretty good ones uh, here um, with the Minnesota Wild this season. We have a very interesting game coming up here this evening as the Ottawa Senators a little shorthanded. So we'll look at some of the things to keep an eye on with Cam Talbot in the net for the Minnesota Wild as we preview tonight's matchup against Ottawa after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen every day. And uh, just a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Taking a look at tonight's matchup against the Senators and uh, some interesting notes from the uh, the Senators themselves uh, in getting ready for tonight's game. Um, obviously, some things that bear watching on the road is the special teams. Can the power play unit take advantage? Can the penalty kill do its job? Uh, the last time these two teams squared off, the Wild had a 3-1 lead, blew it, and then ended up winning in overtime. Um, and I believe it was three straight goals in the second period that uh, that gave the Senators a 4-3 lead that uh, the Wild then were able to, uh, to tie up later. But if you look at... Uh, you know, some of the things that, that led to them having to go to overtime in that previous matchup. How about this interesting note from the Senators themselves uh, in gearing up for the game? Ottawa's power play is 0 for 5 over their last three games and overall are 1 for 23 in their last 10. But they face a wild squad that has given up goals on the man advantage in six straight games. In February, the Wild have the ninth worst penalty kill at 72.7%. The Senators will likely get some power play chances as the Wild are the third most penalized team in the NHL with 10 minutes, 52 seconds of penalty minutes per game. The Wild's 15 wins in one goal games are the second most in the NHL. Uh, So interesting that, you know, the Wild do take a lot of penalties. That's, that's uh, That's not up for debate. But interesting that Ottawa's penalty or power play is struggling as much as it is coming into this matchup because the Wilds' numbers have been substantially better on the road than they have been at home, where for some reason their uh, their special teams units are the worst at home in the NHL. I still I still can't figure that out. But a couple of things to keep an eye on. Uh, for the Wild into this game tonight. Obviously, it will be Cam Talbot in net. And uh, Talbot coming off of a a couple of performances that I'm sure he'd like to have back. I'm sure the team would like to have back. But I think a lot of those issues, not all of them, a lot of those issues were the results of the D-pairings being so jumbled and so convoluted and so let's try this to see if it works. I think having Kalen Addison in the lineup to fill that Jordy Ben spot is going to make a substantial difference. We saw it against Edmonton because despite the Wilds winning against uh, the Oilers 7-3, Edmonton had plenty of ice time. And so for the uh, the defense, they uh, they were certainly tested quite a bit, and uh, I thought they played well, um, despite just the the game itself had just a weird overall kind of a sloppy vibe to it, 
And I think that was certainly compounded by Edmonton's goalie play, which was just awful. But the Wild did their job despite not having, you know, A-plus stuff. But I think the defense played better because they were facing way more opportunities from Edmonton than uh, the Wilds were putting on net uh, for the Oilers on the other ends. So I think the defense looked better against the Oilers, and hopefully they can keep that into uh, tonight's game and uh, try to try to build off of that performance um, and gear up for the final couple of games of this Canada road trip that are going to be just barn burners with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the um, the Calgary Flames, who may never lose again. But um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Talbot looks with a little better defense in front of him. If we see similar things that we saw against the uh, the Panthers and against Winnipeg. If we see some of that stuff happen tonight, then we can start to, you know, we can start to circle back to some concerns that uh, that have popped up here earlier in the season. I, I know people would like to see Capo start again because of what he's done over the uh, the last few games. And I get why. The, uh, the coaching staff wants to give Talbot a chance to just get out there once again uh, against this Ottawa team because with the amount of games that are being played down the stretch, the Wild are going to need to have both guys ready. And so that is, that is one of the big things that I'm watching here tonight is just how does Talbot look? How does the defense look in front of him? Um, I would also like to see... If the Wild do, and it, it looks like they're going to, if the Wild stick with Nick Bugstad as center for that fourth line, do they build off of that performance against Edmonton? Maybe we don't see a couple of goals, but maybe a goal by that fourth line and uh, just just looking like a line that can push the puck up the net once again. Um, that is another thing that's going to be really interesting to see if um, – if they are able to uh, to build off that and keep that going. And we don't ask it a ton, but it would just be nice on this road trip to have like a sparkling special teams night, like maybe the penalty kill goes f- three for three, or even better, the penalty kill is not tested. That would be, I think, the better option, is that the penalty kill is not tested at all. Maybe the Wild get a couple of power plays and they capitalize. Let's let's pitch let's pitch a you know a complete game on special teams against the Senators and uh, and see where things go from there. It's a shorthanded Senators team. Hopefully, the Wild learned their lesson from kind of overlooking Winnipeg for that uh, that Panthers game in which they also lost. Hopefully, we don't have any of that. And. Hopefully it's hopefully it's a similar vibe to uh, what we saw in the game against the Oilers where they just take care of business and they, they really don't leave any doubt. It'd be nice to have uh, one of those kinds of games ahead of what is probably going to be a very, very back-and-forth weekend with the Maple Leafs and the Canucks. But uh, we'll see. Um, it, it will be interesting to see 
you know, what the final outcome ends up being. We'll recap it for you on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild as we uh, continue to push the week ahead with uh, some of our other topics that we'll circle back to uh, as the week unfolds. That will wrap it up for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, I encourage you to uh, swing over and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. Locked On Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Locked On Wilds, we're available anywhere and everywhere. Make sure to follow along as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild throughout the rest of this season. We're also active on social media, so make sure to search and follow us on any of your favorite social media platforms. All of it to keep you as up to date as possible on your favorite hockey team here in Minnesota. If big news drops or a puck drops anywhere in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.